Welcome, Welcome to Morning Cup with Ivan's Academy. I'm Kara. And I'm Ash. And we're Cash. Hey. What's different about today's podcast, Ashley? We are recording on video, so you can see us. <gasps> hey! <laughs> First time ever. Very exciting. Yes. We had to break through a little bit of firewalls around being visible. Yes. But we can see us. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) Nice work. All right. So So. this week, if you are subscribed to Anelia Benz's uh, newsletter, if you are not subscribed, go to AneliaBenz.com and subscribe to the newsletter. Mm -hmm. But she released a newsletter this week that was entitled, Are You Still in Dark Games? Take this test to find out. So... This is one of the things where, for us, we loved it so much, this test, because it's such a great, insightful way to see, one, what open doors you might have to playing dark games, and then two, what open doors you have to staying high frequency and playing light games. Yes. So we wanted to explore it together, just amongst us, give our feedback and responses, but also, we encourage you to join in with us as we ask these questions, to ask yourself, and kind of take stock as well. Yeah. You know those, like, online BuzzFeed tests of, like, what celebrity do you look like? Or yeah. whatever. Well, this is, like, the high-frequency version, and we thought it'd be super fun. Yes. And I love online tests, so yes. it'll be great. <laughs> so join with us. All right. So... Yeah. Number one. The first one is, and this is, are you still in dark games? Okay. Okay. So the first question is, do you stay loyal to someone even though they have hurt you or others? No. No. I think I did that a long time ago, but I don't anymore. No. No. Yeah. No. I definitely did that probably a long time ago. I actually, I don't know if that was ever one of my things. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. I think I, I was loyal when I shouldn't have been out of like... Ego and martyr. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. Well. Don't do that. <laughs> no. Do you have a very painful experience in your past that you believe made you who you are? Oh, a painful experience. Um, no. No. I mean, lots of experiences, maybe. But, like, yeah. I think it goes into that whole, like, pain is good for you thing. And I think there's been times where I've had that in the past, like... Um, and actually, oddly enough, the experiences weren't necessarily from this life. Some of it was in this life, but mostly it was from like past mm. lives. Mm, that um, counts. <laughs> but I did a lot of processing. So no longer. Yes. Hey, I'm not carrying baggage from past lives. Like, I mean, Ooh. that's a lot of baggage. Yeah. Not just this life, but past lives. Holy smokes. I just found a program I have uh, around this, which is um, a painful experience of my parents getting a divorce. Oh, I'll right. Make me who I am today. Right. So, hmm. Yeah. Note to process that later. Yes. <laughs> All right. Do you constantly feel worried for yourself, the world, things, or other people? Not anymore. No, I used to. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Like, wake up in the morning, like, what, 3 a.m., just like, Ugh! What made you panic. worried about the world or whatever? Um, when I used to listen to the radio... <laughs> In particular, if you're in the U.S., you know what NPR is. Oh, yeah. NPR. Yes, because I was a good citizen, you know, wanted to know what was going on in the world. Same. Yes. Um, So I get, like, I get stressed about stuff like that, but then I realized it was, like, constantly the same thing over and over again. Um, And I also used to worry about things like work or other people and situations and stuff. But what I found is the more I did the fear processing exercise and the more I, like, processed those fears that were like really at the core of those Mm -hmm. worries the more that dropped Mm -hmm. also there's certain like exercises to do before bed yeah set yourself up for success because that was for me it was like the biggest time those worries would come in it's like those really early morning hours Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah circa 2008 i had a lot of worry Mm -hmm. worry about war and the stock market crash and like everything's gone to hell you know Mm -hmm. there was a lot of that and then it was around that time I started to wake up wake up in the sense of like oh a lot of this is like orchestrated Mm -hmm. orchestrated not only by the human collective but literally by like a group of people you could call them like the Illuminati or the Cabal or whatever but then I thought oh okay there's more to this than I thought yeah and then actually that kind of changed the worry in a way which is interesting Mm -hmm. but like you mentioned Lots of processing 
dropping of low frequency programs that helped a lot. So I don't that worry makes about, a big difference. Don't worry about that stuff anymore. But and for a also long time, yeah. filtering what you have coming in. Yes, like, like the news. Like not paying attention to the news, like yeah. the mass news, because like it's just fear driven. Like yeah. it's very fear driven, and then promotes that within yourself. At least in my experience of it, and it's like if I don't pay attention to that stuff. What is there to worry about? Yeah. Life is great. Yeah, same. <laughs> you know? It yeah. might not be great for everybody else, but that's their choice. Yeah. They want to feed into it. Yeah, it's interesting. I almost had the opposite um, situation where I didn't watch the news a lot, but I did follow the alternative media, uh-huh. which is like exploring all those things I mentioned, like the cabal, the Illuminati, blah, blah, blah. And it was informative up to a point, but then it just became fear porn. Yes. And it was just all about... How you should be worried about everything. And disclosure. Disclosure. You're a victim. And it's like, I, and then I just stopped. Too much. I just stopped. And that helped a lot. So not anymore. Yay. Nice. Good job. That's good. Good. All right. Do you sometimes worry about what other people think or feel about you and you want them to like and or love you? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like. Um, is it, are, are we good? Did we do well? I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah, that totally. Oh, and if, for those of you who aren't watching, I was we're just like checking ourselves out yeah, in the camera. Yeah, look in the mirror. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's definitely something that like, comes up. It's been way better it, yeah, than what way it better. used to be. It's true. For sure. But the ego, the injured ego is pretty much at the core yeah, of that. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Ego yeah. exercise. So Ascension 101, the, there's a class at anonybents.com called Ascension 101. And there's an ego exercise on that. Yes. Um, that really helps to heal the ego. So much. Yeah. Because then you start so to realize, much. actually, it's irrelevant what other people think. Yeah. And most of the time, 99.9% of the time, they're just thinking about themselves anyway. So yeah, they don't sure care. It's easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. That got still progress, but still needs some work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Do you enjoy negative, destructive gossip? No. So I was looking at this one because at first I was like, no. And then I realized that I did gossip at my corporate job. Oh, so corporate gossip. Yeah. So not like so much yeah. our people and our friends mm-hmm. and like, you know, no, yep, yep. none of that. But I get it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, the I can't workplace. believe they did that. And that's so stupid. What decision was that for? Yeah. So yeah, I get it. This is super helpful because it helped me see that that program was running even unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And now I can nip it in the bud and yes. move on. Yes. So I definitely um, and I'm around people who some who like to have that gossip. So mm-hmm. there's like um, not always, but some people who it's like there's definitely opportunities to take the hook. Yes. You know, take the bait. The bait. Um, it's delicious. But typically, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not Don't interested. It. Just because it's also it's like boring. Like, tell me something more interesting. Yeah. You know? Like, it really is yeah. just an addiction to drama. So. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good one to process. If you haven't processed addiction to drama, addiction to drama or I like drama, drama's fun, mm-hmm. drama's interesting, definitely that helps. Look at I've that. done a lot of processing on that too. Yeah. That's a not dramatic at all. Yeah. You're just you're just you. All right. Um, all right. Do you badmouth someone when they are not in the room? Do I badmouth sometimes someone when they're not in the room? Sometimes, but not often. Hmm. I think this has gotten better, but I have been guilty of this one. Yeah. Especially if I'm like ego triggered and like. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If I'm feeling triggered and righteous. Yeah. The righteousness, a- like it's kind of like fueling, like. Let me tell you what happened because I'm so right and they were just so wrong. Can you believe it? No. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That does happen sometimes. It's not often, fortunately. And also because we're just surrounded by really awesome people. That's true. So it makes it difficult to be able to do that. Um, How do you talk badmouth somebody who's awesome? Yeah. yeah, I think I just did this like five minutes ago. (laughs) Did you? When I was talking about something that happened at work, oh, I have like a nickname. I think you were bad mouthing. Oh, because the nickname. I give yeah. someone a nickname that's not a nice nickname. Nice nickname. Yeah, it's not nice. So, yeah. but you did. You were talking about like I just realized I still have a trigger around this, and it's I need true. to process it. So it was like it wasn't so much bad mouthing. It was more like acknowledging. <laughs> And the trigger was part of the fact that you had this name. Yes. 
There's more to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> more to process. That's good. Good, so it's, good scene. Yeah, it's good yeah. to see these things. See when you have other people, allies. like allies, to share with. Yeah. Expanding your awareness. It's true. Oh, my gosh. Do you self-deprecate? Yes. Totes. This is another big, yeah. big one for, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like my own worst enemy, which is terrible. Like, yeah. It's a terrible program. In thought and also in jokes. Yeah. I joke a lot about myself sometimes. It's like insulting. It's just not good. Yeah. We it's love not. our body. It's okay. And, you know, we're pretty awesome. We're, we're cool people. Yeah. It's I mean, no one else go. needs to think we are, but yeah. <laughs> but we don't have um, to be unkind to ourselves. Exactly. Because that is just useless and not helpful on any and level. I, I would say that probably also ties to ego mm-hmm. do some ego work on that injured ego yeah, yeah that's true um are you constantly arguing with other people i used to argue with everybody like all the time i feel like it was pretty common didn't you say that was like the standard to your family communication it's pretty normal <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was like nothing was at face value like oh that's a good idea it was like no let's let's we're gonna debate yes <laughs> which is the nice way of saying we're gonna argue it yeah arguing <laughs> you know i think i'm getting better on this there's mm-hmm. still a lot of practice especially if i get righteously ego triggered then it can turn into an argument of like i'm gonna be right and mm-hmm. make you wrong then it becomes an argument Whereas if I, like, take a step back and I really consciously respond and then just, like, set clear boundaries or communicate how I'm feeling, then that's different. Mm -hmm. But it's such a slippery slope. Like, instantly it could go from one to the other. So I think, yeah, maybe I just only work on that one. Yeah, Um, you know, I found that that one, like, the more I've worked on my, like, being righteous, um, which is, I mean, it's not gone, but, like, the more I work on that, the less I have to make the point, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, right. I'll say it, and, like, half the time people don't even hear it, yeah. and that's fine. That's it's like, like, all right, okay. well, if you don't want to hear it, <laughs> you know, no big deal. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a good point. Like, arguing really it's is like, that righteousness energy, yeah. right? I'm right, you're wrong, and that's the whole argument. It's like thing. having that attachment to, like, my point has to get across. You have to hear me. Mm-hmm. You have to understand me. You have to agree with me or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you don't. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Do you feel angry and upset at what you see is the violation of Earth or humanity? Not anymore. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Not anymore. I used to. Me too. Yeah. I used to think like we're just terrible parasites on the planet. We're destroying the Earth. Yeah. Which I don't believe that anymore. No. That was a big program. Like climate change or global warming or like the destruction of this, that, and the other. And... Or, like, humanity, crimes against humanity, war, and, like, torture mm-hmm. and suffering. And then I discovered Inelia Benz's work mm-hmm. and learned all about the victim-aggressor cycle and how, actually, there are no victims, truly, at the end of the day. Yeah. It's a really good article. We'll, put, we'll link it in the show notes yeah. so you can read about it. Yeah, that makes such a difference, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then the humanity aspect, yeah, I guess I just was listening to the news and thought people were just <laughs> terrible or like yeah. there's like that kind of what do they call it woke like at least in the united states like this liberal kind oh, of like yeah. movement and i was definitely in that like people are ignorant they just don't understand and they're not um they're like this, they're not they're these injustices yeah justice yes. on the planet and they're yes. not but it's all very victim aggressor yeah. and righteous and all these things. And then, like, funny enough, it's, like, years later and, like, processing through that stuff, it's, like, I actually, like, there's things that I identify with that would have been mm. more on, like, the the conservative side <laughs> or, you know what I mean? That before I was, like, oh, that's evil. Yeah, you know? seriously. So it's really funny because it doesn't matter. Like, it's, like, one side or the other. It's all divisive. Yeah. Separation. Yeah. So not anymore. Not that anymore. Was but one, yeah, that was a that was. That was a oh yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Like talk to me about guns. Talk to me about like, <laughs> marijuana. It's like I have opinions. All right. Not anymore. Um, <laughs> in your own, in your opinion, are people who are subjugated or conquered victims individuals that we need to save? I think this is very related to that last point. I think so making. too. It's like, yep. all those people, gosh, we need to go help them and save them. They can't save themselves. And 
that just like feeds the victim energy right i think what really helps in that is remembering like there's people who've been through insane things like stuff we could never even imagine in their life and they are killing it like they're doing an amazing job in their life they're like living to their potential and they don't talk about it they don't like need to like dwell on like oh well this is what happened to me like let me let me um live from that perspective instead it's like i'm driven i have goals and i'm achieving it and that's what people know them by yeah you know and that to me like that's like just a perfect example of why it's a choice Mm -hmm. you know it's a and i think people do it to each other too where it's like oh you had this terrible thing oh poor you i know it's funny like projected it yeah and that story goes both ways like oh that person is such a nice good person because they were traumatized when they were a child mm-hmm. or oh that person is so mean and terrible but it's okay because they were traumatized as a right. child it's like yeah oh that person so which one is it yeah <laughs> it's a choice right? yeah. yeah yeah it's true yeah i think in the past again that righteous energy trying to like save the planet i was definitely trying to save the collective to wake up you know and all these things yep. um for many years but then just realize like it's actually a game and it's the matrix and we're here out of our own free conscious choice or unconscious choice yeah and that's fine so we don't need to save people yeah i think the realization of the choice and then also that um you know don't assume we know better than their higher self and Nelia has said that so many times like don't assume you know better than someone else's higher self so it's like if they chose to be in the light dark paradigm Mm -hmm. and they want to have dark experiences it doesn't matter what we do Mm -hmm. because it's not compatible you know it's like so us saving them isn't actually saving them it's just Mm -hmm. feeding that light dark paradigm for them and that we know better and all these things exactly in the dark light paradigm though i did love to save people yeah it's great i know i get it but that's not the game anymore or at least the game we've chosen so yeah we can't do that so it's just also not interesting anymore yeah there's cooler stuff to know if you want to do that i mean by all means go for it yeah you know but um good not with me bought the (laughs) t-shirt i'm 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 good yep (laughs) are you stressed very rarely (laughs) that's good good job nice yeah it used to be a lot like that ties back to the one earlier about the worry yeah like waking up in the middle of the night i used to like Mm. clench my jaw and had to sleep with a like a um mouth mouth guard guard or something they call it yeah because i would like you know because there's so much like tension in my body wow that is. and i was doing a lot of yoga (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of meditation and still still a thing yes yeah but what is the core was the fear mm, right yeah so processing that yeah i feel or i find that when i get stressed it's when like my awareness shrinks not in a good way it's either like out of engaging or indulging in low frequency stuff or just letting the chicken scratches get to me you know like worry about something or stress that something's not going the right way when that's like such a small narrow-minded yeah. kind of thing so but when i step out of that then it's not a thing stress mm-hmm. isn't even a thing it's it's like the opposite it's like there's magic and orchestration and beauty and it's like wow the, this planet is amazing right but so it can definitely you know waver and flow yeah you know yesterday i had um a moment like probably for a few hours where i was feeling like what would be stress but not to the degree like I used to identify with stress or used to experience it, but it was stress and it was financial. Mm. And it's funny because I literally just received money and then like all of a sudden I got stressed that I didn't have enough money. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? like, it was like interesting. But then I was looking at it, I'm like, hmm, you know, why am I feeling stressed about money right now? Like, like if I just look at it from like expanded awareness, I actually don't need to be stressed. But why, like, what, where's this coming from? And I was, like, kind of tracing it back, like, oh, okay, I, I didn't sleep as well last night. Mm. Oh, I went out to eat the night before, and I ate some food that definitely was, like, from a frequency level, not, not, not high frequency <laughs> and connecting to that. The energy of, like, how it was made and where the animal came from and all, you know, it's just, like, I lost integrity there for myself. I was, like, oh, okay, and then, you know, just... What does my body need right now? She needs some fresh air. Mm. So, okay, we're going to do, do that. We're going to process this fear. So 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like now it's a different experience where before it was like, I, you like you can't. You're so in it, like entrenched. You can't see. Mm-hmm. What did they say? Like the the forest through the trees. Oh yeah, can't right? see the path through the forest. I think it's the forest. Uh, whatever. Else. Somebody maybe will tell us in the comments what yes. they're saying. <laughs> um, so it's like you're so entrenched in it, you don't see it from a bigger perspective. But once you get used to expanding your awareness, you get used to doing this processing. You can start to become curious of like, mm-hmm. where's that coming from? Is that even mine? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is mine because there's this X, Y, and Z. Oh yeah, I can process that or. Hmm, no, that's not completely mine. I was just hanging out over by that 5G tower and now, you know, my I've got some tension, anxiety built up. So Yeah. Um, but it's good to be able to become curious mm-hmm. and expand yeah. your awareness on it because then you're no longer just like a victim to it. Yep. You can have choices or and you can also recognize like, oh shoot, yeah, that was my bad. I ate the wrong food. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have eaten it. Yep. Yep. It's true. Or just now, okay, next time I'm gonna eat that food. That's just part of the consequence. Yeah, I'm going to have to deal with that. Do it with eyes wide open. Yeah. yeah. Well, fortunately, Yanelia mm-hmm. Benz just released a new stress processing exercise. So if you are feeling stressed, that is an amazing tool that you can mm-hmm. use. All right. Are you unable to express yourself because it upsets other people if you do? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I know. This probably is on the list. I think this is probably the biggest one for me that still lingers. Yeah. Which people don't think it because I can be quite blunt. Expressive. Expressive, <laughs> yes. It's but true. when I'm really uh, triggered about something or bothered or something of that sort, like I tend to just, I go quiet. Yeah. Same. When I... I'm struggling to share my emotions either because I don't know how to or because I'm afraid what people will think. Yeah. It's like clam up, shut down. Although I've been yeah. really working on that one the last couple of weeks especially. So it's getting better. Yeah. But that's a really clear indication of what we need to focus on. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah I've been noticing that too in the last um, couple of weeks. That's so interesting. You've been working on it as well because it's been in my field also. And looking at it from a perspective of when I get like that and I don't want to share or talk and I just like shut down because I'm like, it's like a fear that what I say is going to cause some type of type of negative reaction. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm going to have to like deal with that negative reaction, which is like not fair because that's, you know, projecting or metagaming onto somebody else. Mm -hmm. One. Yeah. Right. And two, it's also like not really owning at least for me is like in those situations not really owning how i feel and what's going on right it's true and knowing also that it can change yeah you know it's like because i feel this way right now doesn't mean it's the absolute forever mm-hmm. and even if someone does get upset by like sharing how you feel or something mm-hmm. that's their choice they it's have that them. right they, yeah they have that right too for sure it's and true just because they have a reaction or feel something themselves doesn't mean we have to like take it personally or that's our fault or we have all to fix it and right. be responsible for it exactly, exactly. yeah it's the same thing they have the right to express how they want to express yeah too. that's such a key point to yeah. it so, okay so we do we've still got some things we're working on yeah, for sure. yeah. so yes use the um, tools maybe you can join us in that as we keep working on yeah it. oh yeah let's set intention to work yes. on this together that'd be great yes so the other one is from a perspective of we are how would we say this we are embodying the light paradigm yes yeah okay so yep. are you embodying the light paradigm here it is you have strong and kind you have strong kind and loving boundaries so this is the solution to yes. the other first point right mm-hmm. so rather than that okay we have strong kind and loving boundaries yes and that's really important because by having strong boundaries, not only is it like a response, right? Communication of this is where what's important to me or what I need. It's like being very clear and transparent and kind and loving is important too, mm-hmm. right? You can set healthy boundaries with someone without, you know, being a jerk <laughs> and doing it in a kind and loving way. And that can be a really compassionate thing to do with other people as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I would say I 
do, but I think the kind and loving boundaries, that part sometimes is like, I'm working on that still, mm. you yeah. know? Same. Practice. Um, practice with it. Yeah. That's so good. being kind and loving with those strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You no longer carry the burden of victimhood or aggression, but have released the weight of past experiences, allowing you the energy and enthusiasm you carried before it happened. Yeah. You no longer carry the burden of victimhood or aggression. Hmm. You know, I think there's been a lot of progress here, but every once in a while, like something kind of slips up, you know? And like it, if that were true for me right now, I wouldn't have said yes or kind of in the other statements, you mm-hmm. know? So I think there are still like laces of that, mm-hmm. which is good to look at, although it's way better than where it was. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think releasing the weight of past experiences, identify that program, even having this conversation, got to do that and allowing the energy and enthusiasm you carried before it happened. That's a very interesting concept. One of the things that, uh, Larry and Anelia were sharing, uh, in this article was, what, what were you like before that traumatic situation or event? Well, you didn't have the traumatic situation in the event, right? So you had that bright, shiny light, that enthusiasm, that joy. We can go back to that state before that story happened. So that's really interesting. That's very empowering. Yeah, I would say this one for me is like a, a pretty, well, not a strong 100%, but like definitely... Um, a stronger yes than no, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, but with it, I would say that one of the things I was processing in the last several weeks was looking at the desire to be a victim. Mm. And I didn't even know that was there. I was just like, wait a minute. Because it's like if you, that desire, at least what was the surface, the purpose it served was to set myself up to be a victim in certain situations, which mm-hmm. then like satisfied that program Mm -hmm. you know so there was that desire which kept it in place so i was like first of all what i want to be a victim (laughs) it's like okay all right but not getting righteous or judgmental about it and just processing that and that has really been a cool exploration yeah that's and then seeing the bait come in it's like oh no but i don't want to be a victim right nope not gonna agree to that okay such a game changer Mm because if we didn't have the desire to be a victim or an aggressor, we wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So if we are in situations in our life, then that desire is there. Right. So, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. really powerful. All right. So there is no worry in your life. You know and trust in your and other people's higher self choices and can navigate life in an empowered and conscious manner. <sighs> it just feels nice even hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this is one of those things that ebbs and flows. Like, if I'm covering my bases, you know, like doing my daily practice, staying in high frequency. It's like I was saying before, when you see magic and orchestration and like just the amazingness of this reality that we're experiencing. It's just so cool. And then you also see how everyone and everything is also a divine conscious being and an eternal divine being and has made these choices to be where they are today and Mm -hmm. it's like that's really cool like think of like all the things that had to happen in order for this to occur Mm -hmm. you know that's all higher self all higher self choices and yeah it's really cool i would say yeah i'm embodying this knowing and this trust more and more um i remember it was like i think several months ago in mystical training in anelia had said something to me around along the lines of like step out of survival and move into trust mm. and so meaning like context was like step out of survival like i need to get money i have to be able to pay my bills how am i going to do that and oh if the economy crashes and then you know the scarcity on food and all these things right so that's like a survival mindset but if you move into trust mm. and knowing that the human collective absolutely loves you and adores you. We love you and we adore you. It's we true. Do. It's yeah. true. <laughs> but the human collective, we love you and adore you. And we're going to make sure that you have what you need. And Gaia, like the mm-hmm. entire planet 
is full of material for us to survive. Mm-hmm. And thrive. And thrive, flourish, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah, stepping out of that and move into that trust, into that knowing. And um, I would say this one I'm like stepping into more and more and it feels really cool. Like, and also helpful validating when those moments come up that, you know, I need something and then boop, there it is. I know. <laughs> you know? It's so cool. Here's your happens. opportunity. Don't worry about it. We got you covered. Yeah. And uh, so like I always like take kind of a pause of gratitude in those moments. Like, oh, that's super cool. Thank mm-hmm. you, Human Collective. Thank you, Gaia. Like mm-hmm. I'm so like just acknowledging it to keep that um, awareness mm-hmm. open. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing and trusting. That's so powerful. All right. You are able to express yourself in your full light without worry or concerns. <laughs> we're here we're getting there yeah we're getting <laughs> not there. that there's not firewalls and roadblocks along the way yes yeah i think that's a good goal like fully express ourselves in our full light without worry or concern mm-hmm. definitely getting easier yes practice and you know having that as a clear focus is cool mm-hmm. so i feel like there's some work to be done but it's definitely achievable yeah. And can happen at any time, too. And imagine if we are all just expressing ourselves in our full light without worry or concerns. Like, how oh incredible gosh. those connections would be and how beautiful this planet, like, in our experience different. would be. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We're just, like, dumbing it down right now. That's so true. You know? What a We're cool all... daydream. Right? So what would, it, what would the planet look like if you were fully expressing your light without worry or concerns what would your life look like what would your life be like what would the planet be like whoa i don't even have words for it <laughs> holy smokes that's really cool yeah yeah super cool that's amazing all right you can see and identify gossip for what it really is and can change the subject to a supportive energy for the person being talked about mm. Mm. i have seen other people do this with amazing skill and craft and it have you ever heard of the um the martial art aikido Mm -hmm. so for those of who are unfamiliar it's basically a martial art where you redirect the energy so if like someone like throws a punch you like step out of the way and like navigate it you know so rather than punching back it's like you respond right it almost feels like that to me when i've seen this happen like someone is talking bad about someone else and someone goes um in fact i've seen you do this several times mm-hmm. and it's really amazing to watch because you know go you know maybe that person you know we don't know how they're actually feeling or thinking so is there something that we can do to you know help them in this situation instead or whatever right but it's such a like subtle thing and yet so powerful and amazing to see and mm-hmm. it's really i think um a really important empowering tool to have for us and yeah. to practice it's nice to be conscious of um i didn't really know i did that you do yeah but, <laughs> i've seen it it's super cool the i think the thing for me on this one is if i've got a chicken scratches on the topic then i feel like um then the turning it around can be harder yeah that's true you know it's true but at but. the same point i always try to remember like what if this person like was here yeah if this probably. person was here or this conversation was like relayed to this person you know how would it change and not that like now i'm gonna change it and i'm gonna be pretend like fake and not say what i really feel because i'm gonna not want to like hurt their feelings not that energy but more like if this person was here i would say things with more compassion and kindness and understanding to their perspective mm-hmm. versus like if they're not here it's really easy to like jump into assumptions and into righteousness and all these things because they're not even there mm-hmm. to like really consider them as a human in the situation yeah. right but when they're there it's like for me at least it's like i can't do that like Mm-hmm. Obvi- of course they have a perspective of course they have an opinion or of course there's like something that might be going on that i have no idea what it is yeah it's so interesting how the words we say or what the words we choose or how we say something can change if someone's like physically there or not yeah when actually it's like all energy and frequency and it's the same regardless yeah. you know but it but it's true like as our social 
programs, you know, do change as a result. So it's like, why not make that the default? Right. You know, then right. it's just kinder and better for everyone. I remember when I was younger, um, I'm, I was probably in like middle school. So for, if you aren't familiar with what middle school is like junior high, like grade six to grade eight, something before like high that. school, before right? high school. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you're probably about like 11 to 13, something like that. And, um, I remember watching Oprah in the afternoon and there's uh, an actress, Susan Sarandon was on her show and she, this was like, obviously it stuck with me. She was talking about how she had a young daughter who was having sleepovers and her girlfriends would come over and they'd sleep over at their house. And she noticed that the girls would just talk about other people the whole time. That was like how they engaged. Oh. So she set a rule that like during these sleepovers, she like challenged them to not talk about anybody else hmm. and that they had to do other things. And it really had an impact on me because I was like, oh my gosh, that's what my sleepovers are like. <laughs> you know, I mean, it might be what we're talking about the boys we like or sure. this or that, you know, but like it was always like talking about other people mm. and that was like a way to connect. But it was talking about other people in like a negative way that was a way to connect. And, and I realized through that and what she was sharing is like, oh wow, that's like a really kind of like, yucky way yeah. to connect yeah. with other people. There's so many more beautiful ways to connect. It's true. And this is an important point because that is a way, like talking about and checking in on like the tribe and seeing how people are doing is a natural and healthy way that the collective connects and expresses. Mm-hmm. It feels like the gossip is the hijack. Yeah. And when it becomes us versus them, victim aggressor or righteous, that's like the hijack. Give me that. an ego hit. We're going to make them feel bad. Right. It makes me feel better, you know. Right. When yeah. really, like, the healthy dynamic of that is like, oh, hey, what's going on over there? Oh, yeah. I wonder if we could, like, help her put her fence together or something. Or, oh, how are the chickens doing? Do you know if such and such fed the chickens? Oh, yeah. I think he did yesterday. That's, like, such a different yeah. thing than... Yeah. I noticed the garden isn't doing so well. I wonder if they need our help. Yeah. Maybe we should talk to them about that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, not like, oh, can you let them believe them? The garden, <laughs> they're like letting it go green or what, brown. I don't know. <laughs> <Green>. <laughs> it's like, you know, whatever gardens do when they're not healthy. But like, you know, there could be this whole thing of like, oh, they just let it go. They don't care, obviously. When really, maybe there's just like, yeah. I'm really busy right now. I don't have the time for it. Or right. I don't have the interest anymore. Who knows? Yeah. So So it's like if you see that negative gossip and can identify it for what it is and then turn it into that supportive energy, that is such a cool, like, amazing skill that I think we could all benefit and yep. use and practice. Yep. Yeah. All right. You are able to express to the person how you feel about things and don't need others to hear it. Hmm. I'd say usually, but I think this goes back to that other one. Sometimes mm. I'm like, mm, I don't want to express right now because sometimes it's street smarts because I'm like, I'm triggered. So I should process that before I express. But yeah, um, the worry about like how other people might feel about it or interpret it, like that, that's mm. the, the hook. This one's so interesting because... On the, the first part is you are able to express to the person how you feel about things. It's like that's almost goes back to like number one of like setting healthy boundaries or doing, you know, being clear and clean about what you need, let's say, in a healthy and supportive way. And then the second part that you don't need others to hear it. That's interesting because I know for me there have been times where I, like, need an ego hit or an ego validation, mm-hmm. you know? Like, come on, people, see how awesome I am, you know? Which is not the same thing. But at the other side of it, being able from a healthy place to say or express something, how I'm feeling, is different than needing other people's to say it to me, Yeah, you know? So that's a really cool distinction and really powerful to unpack, honestly. Mm-hmm. For sure. Got to practice that one, too. All right, the next one. You're able, capable, strong, and aware. Uh, Yeah, you are, girl. (laughs) (laughs) We are. It's true. Totally. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I have more to say than yes, 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 and yes. Yeah. Definitely know this. Yeah. And, you know. Sometimes I forget. It's true. Sometimes I forget, and I'm like, oh, what this thing? You know, like the 
shrunken awareness. And then I remember, oh, wait, yeah, but I mean, I'm a mystic. I'm awake. I'm able. I'm capable. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. This is nothing. I feel like this is the definition of empowerment. Yeah. You are able, capable, strong, and aware. Yep. There you go. There you go. Yep. It's true, by the way. Love it. Yes. (laughs) There is no longer a need for you to be right and make others wrong. Usually, usually, but sometimes it's just so right and other people are just so wrong. (laughs) Gosh, righteousness. This is... (laughs) This is one I've been working on for a while, several years. It's definitely gotten better. Mm -hmm. But the key is like, as a light worker, especially like, you know, you're right. We know we're right, especially for the experience that we want to have. But it's that, that second you step into making someone else wrong, you've gone to war. It's over. It's like, oh man. Mm -hmm. But it can be so easy and unconscious. It's like a bad habit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, and, you know, it's um, it's definitely, like, kind of, like, taking off the gloves because if you're, like, if somebody else, let's say, be, is being righteous to me, like, you don't understand this is what it is, it's, like, um, my instinct wouldn't be to not back down and be, like, well, no, that's, that's wrong, like, X, Y, Z is right, but it's almost, like, better just in those scenarios, dependent on the dynamic, but sometimes it's just, like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting perspective. Or, you know, like, because it's true for them. It's yeah. like, that, yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I'm going to think about it more. Yeah. Or, you know, just something that's, like, not invalidating their experience because it is true for them. Right, right. It is right for them. So to argue it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think what's helped me with this, especially, especially in how it connects to going back to expressing how you feel in like a healthy way um it's rather than like tell someone they did something wrong or they're wrong you like own the parts that you feel so for example like okay well i felt i feel this way so it feels like this is i'm trying to think of a good situation or example but it's like um feels like to me that this is blah, da, 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 da. as opposed to saying like, no, that's not how it is. This is how it is. It's like, you don't want to invalidate the other person, but at the same time, like I acknowledge how you're feeling about something, but both can be true, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, that's a really interesting thing to navigate. So owning how you feel without making the other person wrong, like that is a really key skill as well yeah for sure for sure yeah all right next one yes um okay you understand that earth gaia and the human collective don't make mistakes this one's totally. so cool i think so too it's so this cool. Is so, super cool like i didn't even know this was true until like i heard it for the first time from Anelia probably a couple years ago i'm not sure when but when I truthed it, I was like, yeah, it's like the whole higher self orchestration thing. Yes. You know, and it totally changes everything. Like there are, like Gaia does not make mistakes. Yeah. And the human collective does not make mistakes. We are orchestrating everything yes. as we have decided to do. Yes. Consciously. And it's like, oh, that changes everything. <laughs> it's so cool. And I love like to me it's just fun to like trace back to orchestrations of things that have happened in the past and like how how this thing did to that da, 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 da. and it's like wow like all these people all these opportunities and you know maybe like option one a b and c didn't work but d worked <laughs> you know who knows because people have free will right they might choose yeah not me this time i'm gonna go the other way mm-hmm. but it's like seeing those orchestrations it's like it's like a symphony, mm-hmm, you know, it and it's so freaking cool so to cool. go back and look at it and like watch that and pay attention as it's like unfolding and noticing like what data is coming in to you from the human collective and Gaia, what opportunities are around. And like, it's like people look at the synchronicities. Mm. Um, it feels like it's not just synchronicities, but like, it's just like starting to be aware of things as data. Yeah. What is that data? Why is this information coming to me? Is it for me? Does it have any significance right or importance right now? Maybe, maybe not. But just like taking note. 
hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. And then when it starts to add up more and more, the um, Anelia's book, The Earth Files, so if you good. haven't read it, read it, read it. But so good. one of the characters um, does this, and it's described really well in the book, how she like looks at what's going on in the human collective and pulling out things from newspapers mm. and articles and things like that. Um, but it's a really cool way to kind of map to what it is I'm describing in more detail. So read the Earth Files. I guess the return that was came up. Was it the return? Yeah. Okay. Read the return. Oh, just read both. They're great. <laughs> They're so good. We'll link the right one in the show notes. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, now you see that thinking of a person or people as a victim disempowers them and you have the tools to help them step out of the energy instead of propagating it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Yep. That's a big reason why we do these podcasts. Yes. And do the work we do. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I think the one piece on this that like is sticky for me is that you help them step out of the energy instead of propagating it. And to me, like it's always like, feels like a fine line. Like, of course, in this situation, this dynamic, we're on a podcast right now, or we're writing our newsletter, or we're working with our mentees, um, or we're working with people like who are asking and open to this information. Yes, totally. But I have some sleepy people in my sleepy people in my life that might want these things. That um, sometimes it's like, like. Am I going to send them a link to the fear processing every time? Oh, like they don't, they're not interested. They're not interested. Like they haven't taken the bait. Like the, like, hey, there's this thing. And they're just like, anyway, there's butterfly, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like the where, when, and how. Like to me, it's like, yes, if there's like a receptiveness. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I'm not making assumptions to people. Totally. I, I found this come up before too with um like I have an old friend who she's always got something going on in her life that's drama you know and there was one time where she's like Kara what do I do like I don't understand what do I do and I'm like well here's what you can do and I sent them the link to the fear processing exercise mm-hmm. or ascension 101 I can't remember one of the the basic tools of the Ibens method and I was like look I've been doing this for years. I swear by it. Like, it works. It helped me transform my life. And, like, look, you can see, like, really different than where I was, you know, 10 years ago, right? But I don't think she ever followed up on it, Mm -hmm. you know? And then on the other side, I had the same thing happen to another friend who was really interested. And she did follow up on it and Mm -hmm. do the fear processing exercise. So it's, like, I think that's good data like giving them the opportunity of like look you're not a victim if you want to change here's a way that worked for me yeah and it's up to them to decide if they want if it to. works yeah. not for what they want right yeah. but for that friend yeah. who didn't i don't push it yeah because i take that as a signal of like okay but. yeah i detect a little bit of a, a resistance a firewall in that for me like i don't want to be preaching to people i don't want to like force them to do something they don't want to do or whatever so interesting data to look mm-hmm. at yep all right you have learned and used the stress relief exercise and it has changed your life. Also formerly known as the fear processing exercise. Yes, 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 and yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I remember when I first started using the fear processing exercise, I was on vacation in Colorado. My sister had lived in Colorado Springs and I was staying at her place there and she lived in the country. It's a gorgeous property. And I was like set like, okay gonna do this fear processing exercise like but it was like a big deal (laughs) it was a big deal because I had to like like just so many firewalls to get it done it was like an all-day thing like just to get myself to be able to sit down and do it Mm -hmm. and then sitting down it was like am I doing it right I don't think I'm doing it right that was like the first probably 20 times I was like I don't know if I'm doing this right but then what do you do I don't know if I'm doing this right you're welcome here Mm. you know I'm is this right? Is this wrong? You're welcome here. Mm-hmm. Doubt, you're welcome here. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I had to learn that over time and like keep listening to Anelia's description of it on like she has a recording in AnaliaBenz.com. There's a, a video of her doing this with individuals in a group setting um, on her YouTube channel. And so it, it like 
had to, I had to keep re-engaging it. Mm-hmm. And then before I know it, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this, like, in my sleep. Mm-hmm. This is, like, normal now. Right. <laughs> like, fear, so fear comes up or, uh, you know, replace it with another, you know, stress or anger or anxiety, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. Yep. I, where is that in my field? And, and mm. go on from there. It's, like, quick and easy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Yeah, this, I can't say it enough, just how effective... The fear processing exercises and the newly released stress relief exercise. Mm-hmm. Literally did it this morning. Yep. It's just like one of those things, just do it until there's no more fear in your life. Yep. But it works. It totally does. Pe- peeling back those layers. Yes. But yes. It makes a big difference. It's, it's a- almost like, I imagine it like, you know how people have dreadlocks in their hair? Like they don't ever brush their hair and then they get dreads, you know? It's like that. That's how I envision it. If I were never to process my stress or process my fear, like my energies of it would just get like so stuck and like sticky and, sticky and you know. Some people like that look. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that look. I don't well, not like for other people. I just mean for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Anyway. It's true. I it, digress. They are energies that stick to you. So it's a way to release them. Clean it up. Yeah. All right. Last, Last one. Okay, Kara, are you able to express yourself to your full potential and know it supports others to see it? Yes. Woo! <laughs> How about you, Ash? Yes. You are able to express yourself to your full potential and know it supports others totally. to see it. Yes. 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 Also, timely, why we decided to have a video. We're here. Yay. <laughs> it's good to see these things mm-hmm. because at least from our experience like we know these tools work we know how they can change our life we felt it we've experienced it we've seen it in others yes and it's like that like seeing it seeing like the success stories and learning from others who have gone through it like you can copy you can map to that and it supports the person it's like that's how we learn actually yep and that's why you know we do what we do it's true yeah yep because we're on this journey yeah too so yeah. cool. So thank you for joining us for yes. our first video in our podcast recording on this episode. And we will have more videos coming out in the future. So make sure to follow us on YouTube because that's where you're going to see the videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's iBen's Academy. And I think that's it for today. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on our list. We would love to hear in the comments any insights you have had reading the list. Either... The one that's more on the negative side and the one with the solution. So share us with the comments and we'll see you next time. Ciao. Bye. Bye.